Hi, and thank you so much for being with me today. Over the last few months, we have really been focusing on reaching out to others in our circle, our community, our village, really living intentionally. Also, we've been touching on the fruits of the spirit and cultivating those into practicing and living them out, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know how I listen to pastors and a lot of podcasts. I really love to learn and hear perspectives on different um, topics from these pastors. And lately, almost everyone I've been listening to is talking about sinning intentionally, stumbling. Sometimes we are given these warnings by hearing these repeated messages, maybe because we're about to go off course. But either way in our life, we need to be careful on our own stumbling or intentionally sinning or causing someone else to sin or stumble. We should not encourage them into temptation because of our own needs. Sometimes we can project our needs on other people and it just isn't good for them. Then I remembered an event in 1982 which triggered this podcast I was a teenager and I had a friend who came over regularly and I was excited. I received a box of Godiva chocolate and back then they hand dipped them and made them. They were amazing. It was my birthday. My friend was Mormon and I pushed this young friend to try a piece of chocolate and he kept saying like, no, thank you. Oh no, not really. I really don't want it. And after several times, he caved in, and little did I know, the Mormon culture does not eat chocolate. Inadvertently, I caused him to stumble in his religious beliefs. And I didn't know this until many years later, and I think of my poor childhood friend, and I would never want to cause another person that harm. So I learned this lesson 40 years ago, and stumbling is tempting others to sin or violating their conscience or encouraging them to walk right into sin because of temptation. And how about the not so obvious, such as um, in our own lives, getting ahead of God's timing, not trusting him for something we are waiting on, whether a job or relationship, um, and we settle to avoid the waiting and even reading the word of God, like our time spent with him. So we can stumble, obviously, we are our own stumbling block, as well as we can cause others to stumble. And as Christians, we are given accountability to obedience regarding God's command and instruction. It's written all throughout the Bible. When we sin intentionally or encourage someone else to sin, it will put a wedge between our relationship with our Heavenly Father as sin does. But Jesus really is, is um, there's a verse I'm going to read in a minute, does warn us that we should be careful with the people around us to be sensitive to their weaknesses. In Matthew 18, 7 and 9, in his words, it says, Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. 
If your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands and two feet and to be thrown into eternal fire. If your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than have two eyes and to be thrown into the fire of hell. That's pretty clear, you know, no intentional sinning. Obviously, we are human and we do sin like on the fly, if you will. It happens. Mine, I'm in a lot of pain. A lot of times it's my mouth. So there could be someone in our circle who is forming new habits, um, a diet, a quiet time, boundaries, you know, becoming clean from an addiction. And I truly believe if we push something on someone, it's out of selfish ambition, obviously, um, but we need to be careful of the pushback. We may not know what they're struggling with. If you hear them say, I can't, it's probably not just, I won't. You know what I'm saying? Like they really can't for a reason. First Corinthians 8, 9 says, be careful, however, that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block to the weak. And that is also very clear. We need to be honest with our circle of friends and family, neighbors, our village of people who express um, like our boundaries. We all have boundaries morally, spiritually, personally. Those who we love and love us back understand when we communicate to them what our weaknesses are and those boundaries. You build a lot of trust with each other by being open, honest, and vulnerable. And it's a blessing to have these people in our lives. We all have struggles and weaknesses. Romans 14, 13 says, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. And what a great passage that is. It comes down to respecting, not judging, a person and their culture or their boundaries. You know, whatever these things are need to be communicated to each other of course because otherwise we won't know like my friend who was Mormon I truly didn't know and if he told me I would never have offered a simple piece of chocolate but once we do know we are then able to uplift each other carry each other's burdens we can be an encourager and a cheerleader for those people in our life even the strangers we meet, you know, strangers tend to talk to us maybe because they can't be vulnerable with somebody else that might be close to them in their life. And a familiar quote we have all heard says, iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And that comes from Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. It says, iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Iron sharpens iron means in order to sharpen another, one must have the ability to apply the necessary pressure to shape and hone that entity into a better product. If the two are exactly the same, they have nothing to offer one another. And as a result, they will remain the same, dull. There are times when our trusted friends or family members have these sharpening conversations. Sometimes it can come across as harsh. 
mean, or even judgmental. And we have all heard the truth hurts, but how awesome it is to have these people in our life. It definitely helps to know that these special people care enough to love us into truth, to be honest, that they have a genuine interest in helping us improve. That genuine love, helping to get us back on course in our growth, staying on track, again, not criticizing, but expressing a need to put the correct boundaries back into place and to protect us from our own weaknesses. And it's always done out of love because they are our trusted people. And if you regularly read the Bible and pray, God is always cautioning us to be aware. The Holy Spirit nudges us, and I am so thankful for that. You can feel the peace or no peace, and uh, we have to pay attention to that. My question to you is, do you know your weaknesses, the things that tempt you? whether spending too much money or debt, an addiction, whatever it is, I encourage you to get to know yourself. I encourage you to find an accountability partner, your iron, the person that will hone you. That person is a trusted friend or family member that sharpens you, telling you the truth, helping you or me, protecting you from you or me from me pointing us back into the correct direction. The bottom line, if we knowingly walk into the sin, that's on us. We can't blame people for the choices we ultimately make. But we do need to know sin will cause that wedge in our relationship with the Lord. And even years of course correction we veered off our path and it could take a long time to get back on. Even once we confess our sin, there's, there's work ahead of us. We are always a work in progress. It's never too late to change course. The good news is God is rich in mercy and there is no condemnation once we bring him our weaknesses and confess to him lay it down at his precious feet, his throne of righteousness. He will help us and his forgiveness is freely given with the confession. How awesome it is that we can go directly to him. I'd like to read a passage as a prayer to close. Ephesians three sixteen to 19. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the faithfulness of God I love that passage and I would like you to hold that in your heart no matter how we've stumbled the mistakes we have made God wants to love us back into wholeness through Jesus amen God bless you if you have a prayer request please email me at comfortbites at gmail.com 
And our song of worship today is Redeemed by Big Daddy Weave. The link will be in the notes. Thank you so much for being with me. Have a blessed day.